You know, it's kind of funny, Jill, as I sit here and I listen to that music every time. It's kind of become the theme song of what we're doing here. Oh, I love that music. And I, I kind of almost danced to it, especially after watching what when we interviewed the uh, water carnival candidate. It can't well not candidates here but they're princess and queen yep and they immediately started dancing to it. i'm like everybody else is dancing to it i'm going to as well i just noticed my hand was dancing <laughs> if that makes any sense at all just my hand just bopping around yeah well welcome to hometown conversations everybody my name is roman and to my it says on my script here to my left is jill but it's not she's on my right i'm on your right yeah i was thinking about it i was like well we're gonna have the video cameras up for this one and i thought when i was writing it i was like oh well then she, from the viewer's standpoint, you'd be on the left of the screen. It's not how it's set up today, but your attention to detail though is impeccable. I, I really tried, but you know, it's <laughs> some days life is just stressful and that's the way it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some people's stress is different than others, but I tell you what, the sun is shining, it's getting warmer, and season two is just warming up. Yeah. See, that's kind of fun. That was nice. Play. A nice. Rolling. I did a very good job of writing that at six o'clock this morning. So very good. Well, and talking about like <laughs> like changes and going with the flow and right and left and everything. You know, we were supposed to have reach on yeah, this we, week. We were going to, and then, um, you know, through no fault of our own, but all fault of our own, but, but really much all of it, all yeah. of it. Yeah, we didn't realize like when we scheduled it that it was finals week at school, and that's just a bad. In idea. case our listeners aren't aware, uh, teachers and school people are busy <laughs> during finals week. Um, so yeah. I mean, we changed it up a little bit. They're just a little too busy to, you know, step aside for a minute and talk on a podcast. I don't know what's wrong with that. I don't know why this isn't more important. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. And when they yeah. when they called and said they want to reschedule, I was yeah, absolutely. It made do it. total sense to yeah. us. Yeah. So we we pushed them back a little bit, and and that's fine. We'll, we'll meet with them in a few weeks here. Um, but we were able to move our next one forward a little bit. And that's awesome. You guys are going to hear the background of my computer every once in a while. I thought I shut that off, but apparently not. Technology is hard. Yeah, it I don't really know. Is, like but... before we started, I hit notifications and silent all notifications, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. So anyway, one of the things that um, is coming up this week is Dairy Days. Yes. And that's a big deal, um, especially for me because I got asked to be a... Uh, "Quote unquote celebrity milker." Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, so I get to milk a cow. So, in in the process of that, we actually had somebody reach out to us early on and talk about how dairy farming is is very big around here. Yeah, I want to say it was one of our, if not the first, it was one of the first listeners to reach out and say, "Hey, I really like your podcast, and I have an idea." Yeah. Um, you know, did you know how big of a deal dairy farming is? Do you know how little really uh, the general public knows about it? And I really think it's something you should talk about. So we kind of put it on the back burner knowing that uh, June is, what is it, dairy. National Dairy Month. Yeah, National Dairy Month. Dairy Days is always a really big deal in Hutchinson. And so we just kind of were like, that's a great idea. Yep. Let's hold that thought for a second until we get to now. And so here we are. Yeah, so I was... So it's kind of a long story, and I, and I will try to make it as short as possible. In fact, um, I recorded a YouTube video uh, a couple years ago about this, maybe about a year ago, about this exact thing. Um, I have a, if when I say a long history with cows, it sounds worse than it actually is. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 fine, leave me alone. But anyway, there's a story, and we're going to play it here so that you have an idea of, like, where this is coming from and how... I guess I got asked to be a celebrity milker and stuff like that, but it's it's a long story. 
I don't think it's that funny, but everybody else in my life does. They think it's they well, think it's hilarious. I think what's funny about it, first of all, the story is is good, right? And it's funny, but what has re- it's melded into something more with your friends and family getting on board. So pictures of cows will show up mysteriously in your office or your home. <laughs> um, it's just created this like back and forth banter that, and people love yeah. that kind of stuff. People love being out in the world and seeing something and being like, hey, that I should show that to Roman. <laughs> like, we were shopping this weekend and we saw a picture of a red lawn chair. I would never in a million years buy a picture of a red lawn chair, but a friend of ours has a cabin and has these beautiful red chairs. And I was like, hey, yeah. I think they like a picture of this red chair. So it's just fun when you can be out in the world and make connections with your friends and yep. family. And so that's kind of what this has done. Yeah. So with without further ado, here is the cow story. I literally have no idea where I am at the moment. I don't know. I'm driving around looking for a cow farm because I thought... I could use that in the background of this video, but no cow farms. Dairy farm. Driven all over northern Hutch area. Can't find them. I wasn't looking very hard either. Here's the story. (laughs) Okay. So, (laughs) this is at least the third time I've tried to tell this story. (laughs) First time, forgot to hit record. Try telling a whole like 10 minute story, think you got it all done, and then you find out, got to hit record. You're gonna feel awesome. Second time. Yeah, second time was groovy too because the microphone didn't work. Technology's super. Love it, love it. Here's the cow story. And before we start this thing, let me just start by saying that I don't think it's all that funny. But if you can make people laugh, then whatever. And if they think it's funny, that's awesome. I was on my way to give a presentation one morning, give a speech at a, one of our trainings that we put together at our company. And, you know, as anybody who's giving a speech will attest to, you need to lead off with some sort of, like, joke or something funny or a story so that you connect to the audience. Well, I didn't have one going into this meeting. And I thought, you need to have something. But I didn't have anything. So on the way to work, pull up to a stop stoplight. And without really thinking of what was going on at the time, I just thought it was odd. I pull up to a stoplight and there's a truck sitting there with a with a, uh, a cattle or a livestock trailer hooked to it. And almost on cue, this, as this truck is passing in front of me, this cow pops its head out. We made eye contact. Like we had a moment, the cow, as the truck passed in front of me, the cow watched the whole time. It passed, like, like a moment, moment. And it was weird, man. So the only thing I think of, like, and when it went by me, I'm thinking to myself, it was almost as if the cow was going, help me. Like, 
because it was on its way to the slaughterhouse or whatever. Maybe it was being sold, I don't know, but the only thing that could go through my head at that time was, I think this cow might be on the way to slaughterhouse, and I like hamburgers and steaks and stuff like that, and am I now going to eat this cow sometime down the road? That I had a moment with. Weird. So I tell the story, I get to the presentation, I tell the story, everybody laughs, thinks it's a great time, and then over the next couple weeks, like, I would get like little gifts in the mail, like stickers of cows and pictures of cows. And my favorite though was a lighter, a little ceramic lighter of a cow. You'd pull on the horns, I guess, cattle, I'm not sure, but you'd pull on the horns and flames would shoot out its nostrils. I thought that was fun. And I would continue to tell that story time and time again. Now, I don't know where the cow is today, um, but I thought it was funny. And then the story died, it went away. There was no talk of cows, there was no, you know, anything, nothing came up about them. So I thought, okay, great, the story's over. I won't hear any more about cows. And it disappeared for like 12 years. I didn't hear a single thing, another peep about a cow. For some reason, about three or four months ago, I'm sitting there talking on the phone and I, I, I push my door shut for some privacy in my office and there's a cow, a picture of a cow staring at me. First thing in my mind is who put this there? Well, I know who put it there, it's my sister. Over the next couple weeks, I would come into my office and there would be a, a stuffed cow looking at me in my chair in my office. I'd open up a file cabinet drawer and there'd be a big fat plush cow staring at me. And then people in the community started to think it would be kind of fun to play along too. Now I don't know who did this. <laughs> I, they, nobody in the office will tell me who it is yet. So there's that. So whoever's doing it is still protected as far as that goes. But giant painting of a cow showed up in my office one day. Now the funny thing is, and tell you about how observant I am, I didn't realize this giant picture of a cow was in my office for like two weeks. Because I'm super observant like that when it comes to like cows in my office apparently. And I leaned back in my chair as I was talking to my dad and I looked over and I went, what in the world is that? And he started laughing, so he knows who's in on this too. Now I have my suspicions. I have a pretty good idea of who's doing this, I think. And if it's this person, I know that they don't like cotton balls and there will be payback at some point. If it's not this person that's doing the cotton balls, and they're not the ones doing it, the person who is doing it is gonna think it's glorious that I think it's this person. So I don't know who's doing it, nobody's admitting to it in the office. Nobody's admitting to putting cow pictures in my office. So, when I find out, there will be payback. <laughs> in one way, shape, or form, there will be payback when somebody admits to it. Now, in the last two weeks, another cow picture has been brought into the office and replaced in there. I know a friend of mine sent me a care package had a brownie in it, but it had a giant cow on the front of it. I've even had people now show up uh, 
at the house dropping off a Christmas present that I had to open at Christmas Eve that had a cow in it. I mean, these cow things, I came into work one day, there's a bar of soap that had a cow in it. It's like it's become kind of a life of its own. And I think it's awesome that, <laughs> that everybody else thinks this is really funny. Uh, and that's, that's fun. It, it provides, you know, there's no context to it other than the simple fact that everybody else thinks it's funny and it's something we can all talk about. So if you thought this is funny, awesome. If you thought this is lame, which is kind of what I think it is, it's just a dumb story about a moment with a cow, a moment with a cow that passed in front of me, then awesome. I'm glad you found it funny just like I did. So yeah, we've recorded this a few times. That's been a blast too, but I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope this kind of made you smile. <laughs> For the other half of you that's totally disappointed in this, I feel you right now. I totally get it. With that, man, have a great day. Laugh. That's all there is to it. Deuces. So it's funny because I look back on that whole thing, right? And um, the the story itself and what I mean by when I say it was weird, it was like this connection that we had. Like we literally, the cow and I stared at each other as the cow passed in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, you know, well, that's kind of a fun story to tell. So when I say, when I was talking about it, it was weird, it was just like an off setting, like, oh, well, okay. It's one thing to have like you and your dog sitting next to you and talking to each right. other. Yep. And this, but this is big animal that passes in front of you. And uh, I, I find it fun that my friends have had a lot of fun with this over the years. Um, I, I now enjoy a lot of this stuff. You know what I what I pull up? I've got cow. I, in fact, I've got a cow here in the office right now. I had a friend drop off a big painting um, of a cow for my new office here. So um, I find it enjoyable. Yeah, and, well, and it, it's great. As I'm listening to it, it really ties in with so many other things we talk about on the podcast, which is just the social and human connections and how our yeah. stories weave together. And even though this isn't like, we don't all have cow stories, something <laughs> about this has struck people and it creates connection and connectedness and laughter and joy. And it doesn't matter what the original story even is. Although I know what you mean, right? Like you're, you're just passing on the road and the cow is just looking at you like, Hey, yeah. And you know, back then I didn't know anything about cows and now after this last week Oh, I know we've a ton learned so much cool stuff about cows farming, um just what a the process of it and I mean we've had some really great experiences this week. Yeah. So um I think we, we had a couple of people on the podcast today and we've recorded those and we're gonna drop those in here so you guys can hear those. Um just the amount of information and number one, I wanna before we get too far, and we're gonna talk about our, our trip to the farm here. But I have to say thank you to the Kurth family. Absolutely. For having us out to their farm on Wednesday, I think it was. Um, we got to learn so much stuff when we were there. So with that, we're going to jump into the uh, the interviews here. And then uh, we'll see you guys on the, on the flip side of this. Okay, for a bit more insight into dairy farming in our area, we're joined uh, the, today by Kevin Buss. Up until last year, Kevin was the regional representative for Midwest Dairy. He also sat on the committee for Princess K of the Milky Way, and he is currently serving on the board for the McLeod County Dairy Association. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Good morning. Glad to have you on. So the the last, um, and there's a whole long story, and you can hear this later, but I actually get to be on the uh, 
one of the celebrity milkers coming up this uh, this Friday at the Dairy Days uh, thing. So with, with that kind of in mind, we thought it would be great to reach out and talk about dairy farming in an area because one of the first things that we had come up, somebody, when we first started recording these podcasts, somebody came up and said, dairy farming in our area is huge. We talk about, you know, Hutchinson being the manufacturing city of the area, that kind of stuff, but really... Uh, dairy farming plays a huge role in this area. And from the sounds of it, that's true. It, it is. And and I everybody doesn't realize, a lot of people don't realize how much farming in general, especially dairy farming, um, plays such a big part in our community. Um, and I think, you know, I... I, as a farmer, and and many of our dairy farmers were, and it's not that we're we feel underappreciated, but a lot of times we're overlooked. I guess it's more we're overshadowed. Um, 3M, um, a lot of the big corporations, the big yeah. businesses, they they get that big limelight shined on them a lot. But um, as a general rule, nobody thinks their food always comes from a grocery store. Um, and, and the generations that are removed from the farm have gotten to be so, you know, a lot of the generations are four and, and five, our, our family, and, and there are a few other families um, that uh, show cattle. Um, we were down at State Fair two, three years ago, and we, I was just talking to a gentleman and uh, I'd say he was probably in his 30s. And he, you know, I said to him, I said, well, how many generations off the farm are you? And he looked at me and he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, do you remember your dad talking about being on a farm? Do you remember your grandpa talking about being on a farm? And through our conversation, we figured out he is five generations off the farm. Wow. Wow. Well, that is a long time to have lost that connection. And that's why it's, we in the dairy industry, especially through Midwest dairy have made such a commitment to get that farm or fork to table, um, connection made again, because there is such a, you know, people have forgotten not so much forgotten, but that connection to where their food comes from and and how it gets to that grocery store. Absolutely. So, Kevin, when talking about uh, this, this person you were chatting with, what it makes me think about you, what's your background with dairy farming? <laughs> Since I was a kid. Sure. Born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> um. um my great great grandfather um, came over from Germany, um, settled here in Hutchinson. Um, I guess I would be fourth generation. My daughter will be fifth, wow. and that is her plan. Her plan to take over so, the dairy here. Um, I've got an uncle that has taken over for my grandfather on that home farm. Um, I started out on my own. Um, making my own dairy, and me and my wife Lori and 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 my two daughters have decided that 
they want to kind of work together and, and keep the dairy going. Um, Absolutely. And that is, that is their goal is to see this dairy go another generation. And that's, it's a lot of the dairies, a lot of people see these big dairies and they're not that big. You know, people, people say, Oh, they're a, that's a big dairy. You know, that's a corporate farm. Well, what they don't realize is a lot of these large farms have four and five families living off those farms. Sure. So what they've done would be like me and my uncle and his son and my daughter, we've that'd be no different than us combining all of our cows, mm-hmm. all of our assets, all of our equipment and farming together. Yeah. Yeah. So we we we'd have our main operation on one farm so that may be a thousand cows that may be 1500 cows depending on how many families are you know working together yeah so you know when people hear of these large herds it's it's you got to take in context of how many families are living off these large herds right so when and, i and that's where the confusion comes in is, you know. Yep. When I, when I first started doing some research into the, the size of, you know, dairy farming in our area, um, I, one of the things I would see on many of the Facebook pages for these farms was 15, 20, 30 people standing in front of the, you know, in a picture there. And they were all these families that were a part of making this farm successful. And then, I had read that like 95% of America's like 34,000 dairy farms are family owned. Is that the same thing in our area is in the McLeod County area and, and surrounding counties that most of the farms are family owned? Uh, like you were speaking? I would say in our area here, it would even be a little bit higher. Sure. Um, most of the dairies around here are family owned. Yeah. In think- fact, I think between Meeker and McLeod, I'd say you're almost 98% are sure. family owned. Sure. Oh, wow. And Kevin, do you think that that's a trend that will continue? Do you think that most of the family farms, you know that there are kids or nieces and nephews or whomever that are willing to step up and, and play that role? It's, it's getting harder. Yeah. Um, it, it it really is the economic driver is in in agriculture in dairy is 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 a big stepping stone um, unless you have somebody that is willing to give you that start or that hand or that step up to get started to start out from scratch um, like I did um, thirty years ago. Um, is almost next to impossible just because of the cost of the land, the cost of equipment. Um, it's, it's next to impossible. Um, so you've almost got to have somebody that will either one, help you get going or two that you can take over for and do it a little at a time. Sure, and there are farmers out there that are doing that, um, that that have that passion to want to see their lifelong work continue, and are helping out young people um, 
it is happening out there. Sure. Yeah, sure. When, we, when we were at the uh, Kurth family farm yesterday, that was one of the questions we talked to them about, too, was like, what's what's the process? I mean, you know, Bill got kind of started in it, and, you know, he had been on a farm, and then now they're talking about their children getting involved. And it was kind of fun to see when we were there, all of the kids uh, knew something about farming, which was really kind of fun. So tell us about the process of milking a cow and, and how that goes. I mean, I think so many of us you know, who have never been around a farm maybe have just seen you know, something on TV or maybe we still have it in our head that somebody <laughs> is actually sitting underneath and still you know, manually milking a cow. It's, there's some technology that's involved with it, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, that's um, the day of uh, um, sitting on a milk stool and hand milking cows. That is, has uh, long since gone away. Um, the days of uh, when I first got started helping my grandfather, that was when buckets and cans were still around. Um, I and. Uh, they're good memories, a lot of hard work, yeah. um, but yet I can remember doing that. Then the step savers came out um, where you poured the milk into a um, basically a uh, can, a reservoir, and then that milk got pulled through a hose back into the milk house and, and uh, pumped into a tank by vacuum and... Uh, then the pipelines came out, and now we've went from pipelines to parlors to, uh, um, to the robotics. Um, robotics are starting to play um, a uh, a big part in uh, um, agriculture and in the milking in the dairy industry, um, just because. It's hard to find help. Yeah. Um, that's how robotics got introduced um, into dairying. Um, yeah, that that makes sense. So, do the cows get milked year round? Uh, the three hundred and five day is the quote unquote ideal lactation. Okay. Um, they milk for 305 days, then they go dry, and then during that dry period is when they rest, and in that resting period, that's when they get fed different from the lactating cows, and during that dry period, then they just kind of lounge around, relax, kind of rejuvenate, <laughs> then for 60 days, and then they have their calf. After that, then they start producing again. Sure. Well, they get and more vacation time than we do. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then they start, and then at uh, you know between sixty and, and you know forty-five to sixty days, then they're bred back again, and then uh, then they milk for their three hundred. 305 days and that's the ideal um does that always work no um you got cows that are probably sometimes milking you know 300 
50 days, 360 days, but they still get that 60 day dry period. Sure. Okay. Um, that no matter what, I, that's, that's common practice on our farm. Sure. Um, you know, whether they don't, um, um, conceive on that first breeding, a lot of times that puts them 30 days longer, um, into their lactation and, uh, but they still get that. And that's, you know, uh, that's how we take care of our animals. And that's something that I wanted to make sure that, that the listeners realize yeah. that first and foremost, the care of our animals comes first. Um, yeah. The cow comfort and the care. Because if we're not taking care of them, then they cannot produce and take care and and provide a living for us. Right. And it, make good quality dairy products for all of the consumers to I think that came through crystal clear when we were there yesterday at the at the farm was just how well the the cows were taken care of. I mean we saw um everything from, you know, how they were, you know, kept and how they were kept clean and all that kind of stuff. And they they, they really seemed happy and inquisitive when we were there uh the cows specifically is what i'm talking about it was really important to the family and it was a area of pride for them uh and and i felt the same way as as you were just saying kevin that they really wanted to make it clear to us that the cows are well cared for they're on a cycle they even had these like fit bits in their ear that tracked like their movement and their temperature and they listed off a bunch of things that I don't remember now, but they're very in tune with the health of the animal, which, um, which is really great to see. Very much so. Um, you know, all the way from misters, you know, they're talking this weekend now, it's going to be up in the hundreds humidity. Um, some people put in misters and fans, you know, so that water sprinkles over the cattle and then the fans blow it off. That helps the animals. Um, them are all things that, that most farmers, you know, um, our cattle are in, are in a freestyle barn. Um, they can walk around, they can stand in front of a fan, they can go outside, they can, they do what they want to do during the day, yep. you know, and everybody says, you know, wow, they got to, you milk them, you know, we milk twice a day, but it's, it's, it's amazing at, uh, four 30 in the afternoon, all of a sudden the cows, <laughs> we've got uh, a five acre grass pasture that the cows go out on, have access to, yeah, and they'll go out and lay out in the pasture for a while. And, and when they get, thirsty or want to come back up but boy i can set my watch at 4 30 those cows <laughs> it's just a little trail and pretty soon that lead cow says hey it's time to go start getting back up to the barn because it's almost milking time and they've got that that internal clock and you can almost set your watch to it and yes. it's it's amazing to be out doing things in the yard and all of a sudden you see the cows going and you go oh, <laughs> it must be getting close to milking time that's so you funny start wrapping things up yeah they're creatures of habit right right just like it, the rest it, of us are it is and it is and uh you know each one of them has a personality of their own just like humans yep 
So I think one thing that, that came through very loud and clear when we visited the Kurth farm and then also in talking to you is the amount of, of passion and dedication it takes to do this job. If for no other reason than there isn't a vacation day, the, the cows don't leave for a week and come back. And so so talk a little bit about that and how important that is in, in what you do. Well, like you said, it's, it's a passion. Um, it's, uh, we do get time off. Um, I think most farmers do it. It's, uh, um, we may not get, you know, a week off or, or four days off or three days off, but you know, um, our family, um, we like motorcycles. Okay. So we'll finish up in the morning, get an early start at chores and finish everything up and we'll jump on the bikes and we'll just go out driving. Nice. Yep. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta be back by four thirty, quarter to five for night chores, but it's just that breakaway. Yeah. Where today we do nothing. <laughs> yeah. You have to find that, that balance. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Absolutely. And it, it's, it's no different than any other family. Um, uh, you just need that disconnect just to say today we walk away and, and everything is fed and taken care of before you go. And today is the day we're, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, good. you know, it's it, it just everybody needs to do that, even on yeah. the farm. Yeah. Um, those days are far and few in between, but especially during the summer, it's hard to, to break away. And, and sometimes it's uh, a night after milking. You just go for a ride. Um, you know, it may only be two, three hours, but it's, it's that family time together. Yeah. It's important. And that's why, that's maybe why. Um, the generation thing comes back around mm -hmm. to dairy farming so much um, is because you are a closer knit. Um, you do spend a lot of time together as a family. And yes, there are times you agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's every family business. I can promise you that. I'm in one myself. <laughs> But you learn to work with each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that is why, you know, I I believe that uh, in dairying, the, the family ties are so strong. And that's why the generational farms have survived so well. Yeah. So I have I have one last question for you. And, and, and I think this is, you're, you're well suited for this one. Uh, being the celebrity milker this weekend or the, on Friday at Dairy Days, um, any tips that you could share would be just greatly appreciated. Stay calm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the animal can sense your your angst, Roman. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I, and and honestly, that is uh, walk up there like you've done this your whole life, and uh, um, stay calm. That's perfect. That's great advice. I like that. <laughs> um, and uh, um, squeeze from the top, not the bottom up. There we go. 
<laughs> well, um, yeah, I it, it's it's an industry that that gives so much back. Um, the grocery stores um, we take up in the grocery store we take up five percent of the retail space yeah. in a grocery store, but yet we provide twenty five percent of that grocery store's income. Wow. So it's that really- is that is the economic driver of the dairy industry in our local grocery stores. Yeah. So everything and, everything uh, stay I mean does everything stay relatively local ish then? Oh, absolutely. The local milk here. Um I don't know if Bill and Leah talked about it but um, the milk that's in your local grocery stores here. Mm-hmm. Um, that only takes 48 hours Oh, from my bulk tank to that grocery store. Oh, wow. That's a really your quick turnaround. Cash wise, your, your, uh, you know, your local grocery stores here, that's 48 hours. So that's the, the freshness of dairy products are, are, it, you can't get a fresher, more wholesome product um, when it comes to dairy. Um, it's, uh, you know, your cheeses are a little bit more because it takes a little bit longer to, uh, to make the cheese um, just because it has to be, um, you know, you have to put your uh, um, rennet and stuff in and, uh, um, it has. It takes time to to make the cheese, but you know your ice cream, your you know your cottage cheese and stuff. It's it's the turnaround time is so very short from when it comes off the farm and is to the grocery store. Um, is just you know there isn't there isn't hardly a food product out there that can say. From the time the cow is milked till the time it's on the shelf, we can do that in 48 hours. And I think dairy is probably one of the few products that 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 do that. Yeah, it's incredible. And we can do it in a in a very safe and protected way of uh, making sure that it's a safe and, and wholesome product getting to that store. Yeah, that's incredible because you know even uh, with fruit doesn't turn around to a store that fast typically, unless no, it's, unless it's no. growing absolutely local. I mean, fruit you know if it's oranges or something like that takes a few days to get to weeks. Yeah, and to yeah. hear that that's forty eight hours that's actually really stunning. I, that's a pretty impressive number to be it's, honest. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yep, well, yep. That's awesome, Kevin. I appreciate you taking the time this morning to uh, jump on the podcast here and have a conversation with us. Uh, we really appreciated the time. Yeah, thank you, Kevin, so much. Pleasure is, doing it. We if learned a lot of like great stuff. If you'd like to talk again sometime, why, give me a holler. We will do so. You have a great right. day, Kevin. Thank you. You too. Bye. And happy June Dairy Month. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you. you too. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Yep, bye now. Okay, now we're joined by Jeremy Watsky, who is also... Uh, Ch- Jeremy, you're the chair of the Ag Committee for the Chamber of Commerce, aren't you? 
I am the chair. Yes, I was uh, elected last year. So, and yep. now, in over at Send Bank, you do a lot of ag loans, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of your your background and history with the ag area, right? That is correct. Yeah. Great. Yep. We've been in Hutchinson for four years. So. That's awesome. So, getting into Friday, this this episode is going to hopefully air later today. Um, on Thursday here. So tell us about Dairy Days and what's all going to happen and what you guys all have going on down there this year. So first and foremost, just a, a briefing on Dairy Day. Um, what Dairy Day is, is it's a salute to our dairy farmers, um, a good chance for people to get together. And as we all know, in this day and, and age and recent uh, goings on, this is a very important time for us as an egg committee. Um, we weren't able to hold this last year, so we're very excited to have it this year, and we hope to have a great turnout. So the Dairy Gate Committee will gather tomorrow morning at about 8 a.m., and we'll start setting up uh, in, the, in the library square, right in downtown Hutchinson, right across from the chamber office. And then uh, we start grilling our burgers to prepare for our lunch about 9.30. We get everything in place, and then at 11 o'clock, the door is open, so to speak, and people are welcome to start lining up, getting their food. Uh, we serve from 11 to 1, and it'll be uh, hamburger chips, milk, and ice cream for $5. Um, and those uh, go back into our Dairy Day Committee uh, funds, and, and we we use them as, uh, you know, donations. And we, we depend on this, you know, to, to provide for our our donations and what we do as a group. So at noon, uh, we're very excited to have an annual contest of uh, celebrity milkers where we have uh, our royalties from Princess Kay of the Milky Way to our McLeod County Dairy Princesses and our Water Carnival Royal Family will milk um, kind of against each other. We try to kind of make it fun. And then at noon, as, as Roman can attest to, um, our real celebrities hit the stage uh, where we're excited at uh, at noon to have Roman Blumke, Sheila Murphy, and Tony Monteforte, uh, Roman from Woodstone, who I'm speaking with now, of course, Sheila Murphy from the county, and Tony from 3M will engage in a milking contest. Also, during this time from 11 to 1, we'll have live music from Josie Sankin. So we encourage everyone, bring a lawn chair, um, enjoy the day. It's going to be warm, Pop some shade. Um, we're looking forward to a great day. Fantastic. I know we're bringing some residents from Woodstone and they really look forward to this day. It's, it's oh, a lot of fun. So as, as you were talking, Jeremy, you talked about the, uh, the fee for, or the cost for the meal going back into your fund. What sorts of other things do you do throughout the year to support our dairy farmers? Well, a big, a big thing with, with farmers in general, one of our biggest uh, outings will be our farm fatigue that we take part in. Um, and what that entails is when, when harvest begins, uh, which normally, weather permitting, knocking on the wood in my office here, would be uh, yeah, would be uh, September into late up some September, early October. And what that entails is we uh, provide bags for our farmers that are out in the field um, while they're working hard to harvest their crops. And uh, we're able to provide them with you know, different things like sandwich, chips, apples, snacks, um, earplugs. Um, and this, isn't, this is all possible due to, 
due to donations from our local businesses as well. So that's our that's our other real big event. Um, I can tell you I've delivered in 85 to 90 degree weather in September, and I've delivered in just about a snowstorm. Um, so we hope, um, ideally, we'd like to get out and do that, uh, you know, late September, early October, and we're able to cover most of McLeod County um, by doing that. So that's kind of where, that those these are our two biggest events. Um, during the off times, we're just basically planning for these events. That's a big one for us too. Coming very up. cool. Very cool. Yeah, very. That's awesome. We 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 actually talked with Kevin Buss a little while ago, uh, mm. who's on the board uh, for the Dairy Association for this area, and he talked about the the dedication that they that farmers in general have for what they do and the passion that they yeah. have for that. Uh, so it's awesome that the chamber takes time to do this as well, and the egg committee is there to help support them throughout the year. Um, Absolutely. One final question that I have for you is, Jeremy, I don't know if you've ever milked a cow before, but what tips <laughs> What tips do you have for me? Oh, boy. You know, I'll give you a little story, too, and this isn't about milking a cow, but I my uncle farmed up north of uh, where I grew up, which was New London, so he farmed kind of up in the Savea Terrace near Glenwood area, beautiful area. And I remember him, you know, we, we, my brother and I were not farm kids. We were city kids. And I remember my uncle calving season, and, and uh, he gave whipped gloves at us and said, "Let's go." And I'm like, "Where are we going?" <laughs> well, I got to deliver. So, oh uh, oh I was wow! For, yeah, so I had no idea what I was doing. Now, as far as milking goes, Roman, I don't know. I mean, I watched <laughs> my daughter a few years back, who the leader took a picture of her. She was on the royalty, and it's a picture of her turning away from the cow. Others and she's smelting. Um, she said, "Put a lot of pressure there and just force it out." So don't don't tell me where that goes. But uh, you know, everybody's rooting for everybody to it, and we've made a little fun out of it. And I know that that you know the girls, especially the royalty. Now, Princess Kay of the Milky Way is going to come in the Dairy Princesses. They've got the huge advantage, obviously. Yeah. There, uh, but um, I don't know Tony's background uh, or Sheila's, but. I think you'll have a good chance, Roman. I, I think going up, I, I did read that you went out and did a little practice. Well, not necessarily practicing, but got comfortable being next to a big animal. So, yeah. Uh, no tips here other than enjoy it, have fun. The crowd will be rooting for you. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm going to be serving burgers, so I'll hear the roars. But <laughs> I, if I had to guess, and maybe Jill will be in charge of this, but if I had to guess, there'll be a recording of some sort. Oh, yeah. come out. oh Jeremy, you know us so that, well. <laughs> yeah, I figured there'd be a recording of some sort that we can look back on. And oh, yeah. Maybe I, I have a feeling this will be live streamed to Facebook or something like that. There's just enough uh, friends from out and around that want to see this, so ought to be interesting. Well, Jeremy, thanks for taking the time to join us on the yeah. podcast. Really enjoyed having yeah, you on. Well, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow, and uh, yeah, warm up. Get a good night's sleep, Roman. <laughs> will do. Have thanks. a great day. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Bye. So that was fun. Yeah. Right? Um, Kevin had just an amazing amount of information there. Yep. Um, it was great to talk to him this morning. Um, well, it, and I know we, we brought this up earlier, and and. It, but talking to the Kurth family too, and you and I have talked about this separately, 
several of their kids were there. Everybody knew something. Everybody offered yeah. information to us. They really had pride in their farm. Uh, they really were so thankful to have us out there and answered all of our questions, whether our questions were ridiculous or not. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But they answered them. And it was just this, it's just been fascinating to learn all about this. You know, it was fun to see the passion that they have for what they're doing. For um, sure. How they took care of the animals. And we talked about that, you know, in the previous two interviews and stuff like that. But uh, I, it was really informative. And Leah was a, a bevy of information. Oh, that she's she gave fabulous. Us. She was great. Yep. But like you said, the kids were super passionate about it and they knew and they were laughing and all sorts of stuff about, you know, how the cows all had names and yep. they knew them all. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was fun. Yeah. So the, the trip out to the farm, um, I mean, just the, one of the things that we heard here on the podcast earlier was just how fast dairy products turn around on our shelves here. That's so much faster than anything else. Yeah. Well, and Leah had said when we were out there that the the truck comes to get the milk, and I don't have the right terminology, so I apologize, but from their receptacle every two days, yeah, boom, it's out of there. And and then to think about the turnaround time of processing it, putting it in the cartons and getting it on the shelves, the fact that all that's happening within two days. Yeah. Um, and then I started thinking, because we talked with, with Kevin a little bit about fruit and how that's getting on our shelves in weeks. And then I think, is does milk taste better in Minnesota than it does in states that don't have dairy farming? Like, our milk is so fresh. Yeah. I had no idea. So it's just fun. See, I like milk. I drink milk every night before I go to bed. And it's mm-hmm. just, it just, it I don't know, it helps put me to sleep, I suppose. It's something I've been doing since I was a kid. Yep. So, yeah, this this has been one of my favorite um podcasts and things to put together because um you know we've we've learned an incredible amount of stuff absolutely um and i've been able to help tell the story and you know about uh how we got to this point and and uh how people have uh (laughs) sent me a bunch of uh uh, cow pictures and statues and all that kind of stuff over the years and it's been kind of fun to uh kind of the way i put it on twitter and stuff like that is this is a full circle moment here so Uh, from that from that moment that this happened and and like I said this is 12 13 years ago that this happened um so to now come full circle and actually get to milk a cow and all that kind of stuff yeah um this is going to be kind of fun so if you're if you're out and around uh on Friday uh between 11 and one o'clock drop down to library square come cheer me on uh, have a super cheap lunch five bucks for yeah. a burger chips milk ice cream like that doesn't exist anywhere anymore so yeah and celebrate dairy month in june absolutely this has been great so with that um i think we're 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 good on the podcast here with season two episode two it's all wrapped up so we finally reached that time of uh year uh where hutchinson jc water carnival is about to start too so it's one of my favorite times of the year in hutchinson Next week on the podcast, we will talk about this year's event with representatives of the event, including the Commodore and First Mate, John and Laura Beach, past Queen and Princess, the current Queen and Princess. It should be a great episode. Yeah, I'm excited. To keep up to date on future podcasts, uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page, Hometown Conversations, or on Twitter at H-Town Convos. Listen to us in your car or while you're out on a walk or a run or just kayaking down the river. You can also listen to Hometown Conversations on your favorite listening device. Just ask Google or Alexa to play it for you. Subscribe to our podcast on multiple streams, including Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and most recently on Audible and Amazon Music. Have a great week. Get out and enjoy the hot weather this weekend.